Hi, welcome to B.O. Boys for Monday, February 3rd. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. This is Clayton. I'm Pat. And we're going to be talking about the box office from January 31st, the weekend of the 31st. Mm-hmm. So not a not a big weekend for new releases. Yeah, and so... Which we predicted. We predicted. And full disclosure, we're doing this on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, but we've got... We've got numbers. Yeah, we've got numbers from Deadline. And this is a very quiet this is a very quiet weekend, so we're going to get through the top 10 pretty fast and then we're going to switch gears a little bit. Yep. We're going to be talking Oscars, gonna... Oscar predictions to help you make that money at the ballot box. Yes, we the ballot your Oscar ballot. Your Oscar Which ballot. I'm they... sure put them in a box. Yeah, of course. The most important ballot. We're we're, we're going to be the ballot boys for the the second half of this episode, but right now let's talk about the top ten, Bad Boys for Life, number one. We we called it. We called it. Three Pete. Three Pete. Do does Will Smith make uh, three Pete hats for him and and Martin Lawrence to wear around L.A.? I mean, if he wants to pay, uh, was the oh Pat Riley? Pat Riley owns, owns that. The, yeah. So I don't know if he wants to pay that money to Pat Riley. He's got the dough. Yeah. Well, but it's three Pete parentheses for movies. Oh, so did did Pat Riley only get it for basketball? Well, I think or for sports. I think he he got the phrase three peat, but this phrase would be three peat parentheses for movies. Okay. Oh, so that see we're getting into like real ticky tack shit. Yeah, but you of know course. that's how a lot of that stuff is. Yes. Uh yeah, you know And what? Pat Riley's not gonna fight Will Smith in court. Get the Will Smith, make the shirt. You deserve the shirt, the hat. Three three weeks in a row, number one at the box office. That'd be a great trial. I'd watch that trial. Uh, <laughs> who has the rights? Yeah, to the three peat f- for the uh, three peat parentheses for movies. Yeah, so seventeen point seven million dollars down, only forty eight percent, a hundred and forty eight million Q. Wow! So this movie is still going strong. Fen- is it a phenomenon? It's something like a phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah, I-, I do think this is a great. I think this is a movie that people are excited to to watch and rewatch. It's going to hold pretty well next weekend, I think, because it's not going to have the Super Bowl to contend with. So It'll it, have the Oscars to contend with. It'll have the Oscars to contend with. It'll have not, Birds of Prey to contend with. Yeah. But there are some guys who won't go, who won't watch the Oscars, and they're going to be watching uh, Bad Boys. They're going to, let me get out of the house. Yeah. Let me go watch Bad. They're going to, you know what they're going to say? Oscars are on tonight. Is Bad Boys up for Best Picture? They hear Bad Boys not up for Best Picture. They're like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go see Bad Boys again." Yeah, they just walk out. It's a, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna go there as a, uh, a protest. Yes, yes. So, I mean, what else is there to say? Will Smith still a movie star? This franchise is stronger than ever. It's so exciting that this was this big of a hit. Yeah, and in third week, seventeen mil is a good amount of money. I mean, let's let's go back in the time machine. The weekend before, the week before, the episode before this movie opened, you were predicting it to open up at around twenty five, twenty six million dollars yeah, opening weekend. I was wrong. Seventeen million dollars in its third weekend. That is amazing. No one would have predicted this. No, I no one was predicting this. Not not even people who were high on this movie predicted this. Yeah. So it's a genuine surprise, which is great. I'm glad I was wrong. Yes. Because I'm glad I didn't say, oh, this movie is going to do 
uh, $200 million, and now it's only doing 148 Right, right. I'd rather be wrong one way than the other way. Right. Number two. And number two. All right, here we go. Let's 19, talk about 1917. it. 1917. Okay, what did it make? $9.8 million. Okay, so what's the Down cum- only 38%. $119.3 million. Okay, so let's talk about this movie. Okay. So it's a hit. Okay. Yeah, it's a hit. It's a hit. I admit it. 1917 is a hit. I saw this movie last night. Mm-hmm. This movie is terrible. Yeah. And I know we're not a we're not a movie review podcast. Nope. We're not pointing thumbs up. We're not pointing thumbs down. R.I.P. Greatest of all time, Roger Ebert. Yes. But we're not we're not reviewing things. But I feel like there needs to be some exception made for this movie because, as we'll talk about later, this is the front runner to win Best Picture. Yeah. We've talked for weeks about how most people are going to this movie thinking that it's World War II. Now, last night I finally saw 1917. I sat in a theater. I looked around, and it struck me immediately. Everyone else in that room besides me thought that they were watching a World War II movie. A hundred percent. I have no doubts. There was no one in that room who understood that this was World War One. Was there anything in the movie, was there anything at the beginning of the movie to dispel that thought? No, no. The movie has very little dialogue in it. It's it's, uh, a very, uh, you know, action-oriented movie, whatever. Okay. But in the little dialogue they have, not one character says the phrase World War I. No. No one says- They don't say we're fighting World War I. No. They say, you know what they say? We're fighting the Germans- they oh, say, and you know, this might be deceptive. offensive. They say we're fighting the crowds. Oh, okay. I'm German, so I find that offensive. Good. Yeah. You should be, a lot of people should be offended by this movie. But they say we're fighting the Germans. They reference war, but okay. they never reference what war it is. If, okay, so just. They, they just, say we're at war. They say war is hell, things like that. Which war? Which war? Hypothetically. Two hour movie. You can't once say what war we're watching. If I said to you, yeah, war, Germans, what do you say? World War II. Of course you do, because you're a right-thinking person. Yeah. Nobody is going to say, oh, World War One. Right. No one. No one. Everyone in that room, and this is an IMAX, so it's a big room. Everyone in that, in that theater thought it was a World War II movie. Were people whispering, like, I wonder what Hitler's going to look like in IMAX? The, the, the movie... You know, it ends in a way where they're, I think audiences are thinking they're saving him for the sequel sequel. to this movie. Yeah. In a way, I mean, he is being saved for the sequel war. Right, right. But that's not, that's how they got people in the door with this. Yes. And, um, you know, aside from that, this movie stinks. These characters are, are just... So uncharismatic. I mean, this is this is the type of movie that, yeah, this is a huge hit at the box office. This movie will produce no movie stars. Oh, God, no. No movie stars. There is no one that you will remember coming out of this movie. There's a there's a fat guy and a skinny guy. Uh-huh. And they're not even funny like Abbott and Costello or Laurel and Hardy. No. They're None. like they're like they're, they have no routine together. They're Abbott and Costello. That are both straight men. Yes. 
And by straight men, I mean in comedy. In there's comedy, a dynamic not... where there is a man who doesn't make jokes, and then there's a man who makes a lot of the jokes. Right. That's what that is. Right. Just to explain, I'm not trying to say anything bad about anybody, but like a straight man in comedy is somebody who doesn't tell the jokes. He is what the larger person usually bounces off of. Right. 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 That's, and and th- in this movie, it is just two straight men who are to be bounced off of. And yeah. they're just bouncing around. This movie is just two nobodies with no charisma just bouncing around a place that is not World War II. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I feel like there's some sort of mass delusion going on that people are so excited about this movie and think there's tension or anybody to actually root for. Mm-hmm. I'm very surprised. This is, seems like everybody is just so sick of fighting maybe that they're just laying down See, that and I saying, don't believe I don't believe that I know you're not on Twitter but I have I have looked at Twitter every day okay people are not sick about fighting they're not sick about fighting with each other but for some reason this movie 1917 is something that people there's there's I, I don't understand what it is there's no one out there other than us who are fighting the good fight which is telling people this movie is a farce this movie is a scam and for the oscar voters that are listening to the show and we know you're out there wake up wake up wake up oscar voters this is a coward's pick you have a few more days to rectify this you gotta not vote for 1917 there are so many other movies you could vote for this year Pretty much every other movie other than 1917 would be a worthy winner of Best Picture. Yes. Vote for Joker. Vote for Joker. Vote for It's a billion dollar baby. Well, I mean, that that's that's the pony we have in the race because we're B.O. boys. We did predict Joker. We well, didn't we, predict Joker, we, we, but we backed Joker. We backed Joker, Because right, we're the right. B.O. boys and it made the most B.O. Right, right, right. We're the super pack for Joker. We gotta be. Yeah. Um... 1917. I I I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how um, he feeds a baby sour milk. That's that's something that people are not talking about. So I think we have to we have to let the people out there know what they are voting for when they vote for this movie. So they're voting for, of course, first of all, a scam. It's not World War Two. Yeah. In this movie, the lead character does feed sour milk to a baby. Mm-hmm. We don't. They cut away before the inevitable, which is the baby dying. The baby dies. Mm-hmm. The main character in this movie kills a baby with sour milk and which, leaves before the the baby's insides come out. Yeah, which is what Mendes is. I think that's we are the baby and the movie is sour milk. And mm-hmm. Mendes is that soldier. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. saying, here's some sour milk for you. Here's some old curdled mess mm-hmm. and you're gonna just suckle on it mm-hmm. suckle on my curdled milk and then he leaves before he sees the aftermath a- absolutely there's the only interesting character in this movie because the lead character who's running around doing his mission that no one cares about you'll never remember this guy he's a nobody the only interesting ca- there's two interesting characters in the movie one is there's a rat that we see early on in the in the film, crawling around eating uh, uh, old food bags that the Germans have left behind in a cave. Well, that's the same rat from The Departed. Is it really? So he's a star. 
I mean, that that really shows because right off the bat, he's the only performance that I really connected with. He's been there before. Wow. He's great. So yeah. that rat is great, but he's barely in the movie, and he leaves and the camera doesn't follow him. No. Uh, the other great character is there is a, a German pilot who uh, kills somebody in this movie and is hilarious. Yeah, because he crashes his plane and- So, is, spoil, spoiler Yeah, alert, crashes his plane, is dragged out of the plane by one of the dumb soldiers, yes. the fat guy, Yes, and then kills the fat guy because- that's his job, and that's what he does. Oh, when they when they showed that, I had to keep myself from laughing my ass off. It's in a that scorpion theater. in the turtle, yeah, or whatever that is, right? This the turtle the scorpion, the scorpion the t- asks turtle. the turtle to take him across the the water, and he says, "The turtle says, I will if you don't sting me." Uh-huh. And the scorpion says, "I'm not gonna sting you, huh? <laughs> Just take me across the water." He gets on the turtle's back. The turtle goes across the water, and then the scorpion stings him. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Why'd you do that?" He says. Because I'm a scorpion, dummy. Oh, that's great. So that German soldier is And we all love the, the scorpion. scorpion. Yeah, we think the turtle's dumb. Yes, we love the scorpion. The the One of the lead characters in this movie is a turtle. And not turtle not from turtle Entourage, from Entourage. Which would be great, which would be such a step up in charisma for this movie. And he lost. He probably lost too much weight. Yeah. Yeah, to play to play the, the English fatty boy in yeah. this movie. It's it's this movie's a mess. The one sh- the one take thing. Let's also talk about that. It's is, a fraud. It's fraudulent. It's a fraud. It's a it's a fire fest level fraud. It's a gimmick too. And that is the reason this movie's going to win Best Picture because it's all one take, and it it's it's Listen, a joke. That's a gimmick for a podcast, not a movie. Exactly. That's our gimmick number one. Yes. That I, we're a raw feed. Fuck it. We do it live. We no cuts. Because obviously we're going so long on this, and you'd think, oh, they should cut this, but we won't. No, we're not. Because we're not like Sam Mendes. We're not cowards. No, we'll blather on forever. Also, the movie's not in one take because there is a scene where someone gets knocked out and falls asleep and wakes up. Yeah, and he sleeps for like twelve hours. Yes, it's this is not a thirteen-hour movie, so obviously there's a cut there. Yeah, yeah. They didn't all just sit there for six hours until he woke up. I don't, there's no there's no extra on the DVD of six hours of a soldier sleeping at the bottom of some some stone steps. Right. This is in Andy Warhol's <laughs> 1917. Yeah. Which would have been better. Which have been, would have been better. Absolutely. Yeah. So this movie stinks. Mm-hmm. Terrible performances. Well, even it's a gimmick Warhol and knows. it's a fraud. Even Warhol knows. If he would have named a movie 1917, it would have been about World War II. Because the guy knows what people want. Yes. Let's... Enough, because we'll talk about it when we get yeah. to the actual Oscars. Let's talk a little bit about number three, surprising number three, Doolittle. Okay, so this is something I said I want to talk about before the show. Okay, let me give the numbers. Yeah. Uh, 8.2 million, down 33%, 55.7 million cum. Now, not a great cum, but this movie's hanging in there. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to talk about this. Yeah. Well. Don't say he's a movie star because he's not. Okay. Here's the thing. This movie is is a is a bomb based on cost for sure. Yes. And is it bomb overall because it's probably going to top out what? Maybe does it hit 70? I mean, at this point maybe. And as we've talked about, you know, it's got put in a million theaters, people out in real America out in the sticks to some degree had to see this movie because it's the only thing playing. 
But you got to admit, the holds on the second weekend and now the third weekend have been pretty good. You know, it started as a low number. It opened up only, what, 29, something like that, first weekend. But it didn't drop off the map the way we thought it would. It didn't immediately go from 29 to making, like, 9 million and then 3 million. Like, it's, there was something to the fact that people wanted to see this. Not to the amount that it should have cost $200 million, obviously, but... There was an audience for it to some degree. It's weird. It's a bomb, but it's a bomb that could have flamed out way harder than it did. But when we're looking at the top 10, there's really nothing else for kids other than Jumanji, which is also having great holds. Mm -hmm. So and Jumanji, I would say, is maybe a little bit aimed for a older group of kids. Right. Than Doolittle. Doolittle is a kids movie. Doolittle's a kid's movie. I guess the in the end, the biggest problem with Doolittle is it should have cost so much less. Well, because they had to massively reshoot it. Yeah, but even from the start, this should have been budgeted more, obviously not a low-budget movie, but like as a kid's movie. It wasn't going to become a four-quadrant blockbuster. No. And so kids' movies should be, should cost what kids have in their pocket to some degree. You know, like go based on kids don't make that much. So don't expect your kids movie to have to make two hundred million dollars. Well, there should be some sort of multiple. You have to see how much change or dollars, a few dollars a kid has in his pocket and then multiply that by a certain number to get your budget. Yes. You know what I mean? Like what's the going rate for lemonade? What's the going rate for stolen candy bars? I mean, what what else? The formula would have to be, I mean, an economic. Uh, economist, I guess, is yeah. what you call them, would have to do that. Yeah, you an, I, you I, analyze all of the, the, the current spending power based on kid jobs, mm-hmm. and then you've got to budget your kids' movies to that, to, 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 to what kids actually have in their pockets. If you are aiming it truly at, at just kids. Yes. Because if it's a Pixar movie, you're getting the adults because the adults – feel like they're smart for seeing a Pixar movie somehow. Pixar somehow has tricked adults into thinking that seeing a Pixar movie is like a smart action. Right, right. Or like you go on a date to a Pixar movie, but in the end, Doolittle is something that, you know, adults aren't going on dates to Doolittle, but, you know, kids are taking what they make at, I don't know, a, a flea, do they sell their parents' clothes at a flea market? What, what do kids do to make money nowadays? I don't think kids have jobs today. I, I, I guess internet think... scamming. Oh, yeah. Well, they're probably making money playing Minecraft. Well, so then so then in that case- Then the maybe, budget could be huge. Yeah, in that case, maybe do a little- It makes sense to charge $200 million because kids are mostly using their money like like fishing for credit cards online. Yeah, they're, or they're playing like uh, for, what is that thing called? Fortnite. Fortnite and they're selling yeah. dances. Yeah. They're yeah. selling their dances Okay, on so then I guess I'm flip-flopping and in the end, Jumanji is a total bomb because the kids had the money. They're fishing for credit cards. They're they're selling Fortnite characters online. You mean so they, Doolittle's a bomb? Doolittle's bomb. You said bomb. Jumanji. Oh, God. No, no, no. Doolittle's we're gonna a bomb. we're going to get to Jumanji. No, Jumanji. Doolittle is a bomb because kids had enough money to spend on this and they just chose not to. All right. Doolittle's a bomb. Downey is still not a movie star. Great. That's all I wanted to hear. Okay. And even more surprising, number four. Gretel and Hansel. Huh. 
6.1 million dollars. We were looking at this as a a possible million dollar movie. Yeah, we were thinking and and, and yeah, we were thinking I said that I thought this could be in Playmobil, Gem, mm-hmm. Rock the Casbah territory. Mm-hmm. And I got to say not a catastrophe, just a bomb. No. This is still a bomb. It's a bomb, but it it should have been a catastrophe. Yeah, and I I guess I have to of me a culpa here. I have to come to the realization that maybe I have a blind spot when it comes to horror movies because I genuinely did not understand what anybody would see in this movie, mm-hmm. why they would want to go see it. And that might just be my personal taste. Right. Uh, because the turning did so poorly. I expected this to do way worse than the turning, which at least had some form of star in it. The well, only person in... Who who would you say is no, the star No, no, not turning? star, but at least people who had been in movies before. Yes, a recognizable face. Like we talked about, Gretel and Hansel is a type of movie where, based on the lack of star power, we weren't sure that they would bring all the reels to the theaters. Yeah. Well, there. I guess one of the people from It is in this movie. Okay, uh, there's one, a lot of people in It. Is it? It's. I think it was a background actor. Okay. I'm trying to. So, and we gotta we gotta say wannabe old boy Josh, one of our big listeners, reached out and said we were being too hard on Gretel and Hansel. He was he was personally a little offended that we predicted Playmobil level doom for it. And Josh, there you go. Yeah, we Gretel were wrong. Hansel is only a bomb. It's not a catastrophe, it's only a bomb. And no report that the audio is not in sync. Yeah. Um Sophia Sophia Lillis, is that hitting any no. heard of her at all? I don't know who that She's is. She's in that. And they you, they say it is uh it is something she was also okay. In. So anyway, uh, directed by Oz Perkins, who is Anthony Perkins' son, I believe. Some well, relation to Anthony Perkins. Son, he would be so old then. It's got to be grandson, or I guess he could just be directing movies in his fifties or sixties. He's forty-six. Okay, all right. Anthony so- Perkins is his is dad. Oh, all right. All right, good for Oz Perkins. He directed a bomb, not a catastrophe. Yes. So let's talk about. Let's zoom through the rest of these. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh, I'm okay. One number five. We know Jumanji. It. Next level. Six million dollars down. Only twenty two percent for a cum of two hundred and ninety one point two million dollars. Wow. This thing's gonna hit three. Hundred domestic, and number it has been in this top five since opening in early December, right? It opened up a week or two before Rise of Skywalker, so we are now through about two months, and Jumanji has not left the top five, and it's made almost twice as much as Skywalker made this week. And wow. it's been out for a week longer. Wow. Now, here's the thing about Ju- Jumanji and the next couple movies, and even Gretel and Hansel. We are coming to you on Saturday. So we don't have the final. 
Right. On a weekend like this where there's not much out and everything's really close, these could change. So you could see if Gretel and Hansel underperforms on Saturday and Sunday, this is a movie that could drop a couple and you could see Jumanji, Jumanji has a shot at, at, at number, f- at number four. four. Interesting. Because when you look at Jumanji, it made six, and Gretel and Hansel made 6.1. Did I this predict Jumanji close. to be number four last week? You predicted it at number five, so you were right. Oh, interesting. Our, our top fives were all over the place because Doolittle held too strongly, and Rhythm Section, which we'll get to, Bombed tremendously. Wow. Yeah, we got to talk. All right. Well, let's let's get through the rest of these. Uh, Gentlemen at number six, five point nine down forty four percent at two twenty point uh, three million. This, this is a movie that you can't say it's a disappointment or a hit. It's a lark for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they financed it because Guy Ritchie directed Aladdin and it's like, all right, let's just give him this, you know, let him direct. He got to make one for himself. Exactly. So it's like everyone on the set, they had fun. They had a good time. They're all going to get new movies. It's just guys having some fun. It's just guys having some fun and they're going to be on Amazon or streamer soon. Yeah. Number seven, rise of Skywalker. 3.4 3.4 million down 39% for a cum of $507.2 million. Still not at Rogue One, and it will not reach Rogue One numbers, I mean, which is 530. That's the magic number. If it and here's the thing. Even if it creeps over 530, it's still a disappointment. Well, it because, has no chance. It has it's not gonna do that. But also it's like the fact that we're even saying that it getting close would mean anything, it's it's still a disaster. Yeah. And we've talked about Star Wars over and over again. We, You know the truth. The truth is out there. And the truth is that this was a huge disappointment. And they have to go back to the drawing board when it comes to Star Wars. They This is not even a movie they could do any kind of tricks to goose the numbers and get it up. Like, you can't re-release Oh. Rise of Skywalker in theaters in a couple of years. People would and have laugh it mean in your anything. face. Yeah, they would. They would do like if they're gonna do a marathon of the three movies. People would watch Force Awakens, watch Jedi, and then walk out during this last one. Yes, because it's so disliked. So tied for number eight right now, we've got Little Women. Mm-hmm. Three point one million, thirty three percent drop, ninety eight point eight million, so close. Oh, it's so close. So Does it's gonna it, get there. So it's gonna it's gonna get over a hundred million on probably Oscar weekend. Mm-hmm. If it and if Greta wins mm-hmm. for best adapted, then this movie is getting goosed up the charts. Yep. Rhythm section, which was a movie that we thought was gonna make over 10. Yes, this is over shocking. Over 12 is shocking. It made 3.1. So right now it's tied with Little Women. This could change, but it's not going to look good no matter what. This, this What happened? So I, what I've been reading is that this movie took too long to promote itself. It came out before people realized it was coming out. There wasn't much momentum for it. Mm-hmm. Anybody who saw it, it got a, it got a C- uh, cinema score. Cinema score. There which, were no activations around town. I feel like a movie like this should have should be very activation heavy. Yeah, but um, you, you know, you get to you get to walk through the rhythm section. You get to, 
you know, enact revenge in, in front of a haagen <laughs> or some, something. Yeah, the rhythm section experience did, did, did not go off. So this is an interesting movie because she is, uh, Blake Lively is a star for a certain demographic, and she usually does well with these low-budget mm-hmm. movies, and this just didn't hit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I can't really explain it. I mean, I guess, I guess it's a situation where the fans don't want to see Blake Lively this way. They don't want to see her drabbed down and angry, I guess, because if you think of the the stuff of hers that has been low, mid-budget overperformers, it is things like Age of Adeline. It is, uh, what's the shark movie that she was in uh, where she's swimming around getting away from the shark? The Shallows. The Shallows. It's a uh, simple favor. A simple favor. Yeah, she hasn't had, this is her doing a uh, sort of like action revenge movie, which is something I guess she hasn't done before. No. And it's not what her fan base wants to see her in. Is it simply she cut her hair in this movie? It could be a short hair situation. It's a felicity. And, and I and I don't mean to mm-hmm. say that glibly in that women are shallow and they want to see a woman with long hair. It's it's all and there's men that if they cut there's their hair, men, you don't I was going to say see. and men don't like short hair on women. A lot of men don't. I love short hair on women. Right. But I will say it could be too dramatic of a change for her because a lot of her appeal is that she is this highly feminine uh strong woman but the cutting of the hair might have been a samson situation yes that's what this is it is a the original felicity is the samson situation yeah 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 so yeah we had we had it with samson we had it with felicity and now we have it with blake lively so Mm -hmm. she might need to not cut her hair or at least put on wigs that make her hair look short right in movies that could be what it is yeah, I think it. I, I think you're right. I think it's as simple as that. Is we got a Samson Felicity situation, and next movie she just goes go extra long hair to make up for it. You got down to your butt. Yep. Do a Rapunzel, live action Rapunzel. That could be her next movie. Oh, I think that's. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, we'll see if it gets. And then the poster just says, "You have Blake Lively," and it just says, "The hair is back." The hair is back. Yeah. Rapunzel. Here we go again. Here we go again. And it is like February 2021. Long hair don't care. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. So number 10, The Turning, a movie that made 2.9 million down 58%, 11.5 million cum, nothing to, to, to write home about. Yeah. Again, this is like a very lazy, sleepy weekend at the box office. Uh, especially even for a Super Bowl weekend, it's it's been pretty sleepy. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. real quick before we get into Battle Boys, let's talk about next week. We're just going to talk real quick about a movie that we think is going to be huge, and there's a nobody's fighting it. It's the only big movie coming out. Is it really the only big release next weekend? Yep, we're talking about Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Which, so this is Margot Robbie reprising. She played Harley Quinn in the Suicide Squad movie, which was a giant hit. Giant hit, but doesn't matter what you thought of it. Made over seven hundred million dollars worldwide. Mm-hmm. Now this is a movie that does not have Jared Leto that we know. 
I doubt that he will be in this movie. Thank yeah. Because they have broken up. It's in the trailer. Box Office Pro is saying between 40 and 60. They're calling 49. I am saying over. A hundred percent over. This is going to be such a smash. I think DC is resurging. Mm-hmm. They are doing interesting things. They are. This is an R-rated movie. So we have to mm-hmm. keep that in mind as well, that this movie might not have as big of an audience because it's not PG-13. But See, look at Deadpool. And also... That only makes it more enticing. Yeah. That only make kids are going to say, and also, this isn't Fort Knox. This is a movie theater. You're getting into whatever you want to see. Yeah, Let's kids be are honest. Getting kids They're are getting, getting in. in. It's kids working there. Mm-hmm. It's, teen, it's, it's the teenagers that don't have rich parents and have to have jobs as teenagers. What do you think? They're going to stop their rich friends from going to see an R-rated of movie? Of course not. They they want to they want to yeah they don't want to be made fun of no you know what though I do say though if you're old enough to tear a ticket you should be able to see whatever movie you goddamn want to see mm-hmm. if you're there in the trenches you're tearing tickets you're cleaning up popcorn you're wa- you're you're cleaning bathrooms at a movie theater walk into any goddamn movie theater you want yeah any any screening anything you want to see you should have that right yeah no I I, I agree. So we think Birds of Prey is going to do what? I think it so here's the thing. I think over 60. I think You're it's going to hit 60. 60. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this movie, I am I have been talking to you about this for weeks. I am so uh I am so uh uh I can't even speak. The the marketing on this has been pitch perfect. The marketing of this has has made this seem like such a big event. All the posters I'm seeing, all of the uh, all of the ads around town has done such a good job of of saying Harley Quinn in Birds of Prey. They're they're telling everyone this is a big deal. Harley Quinn is a giant deal, and you they're telling you you can't wait to see this. And you know, bad boys for life which was a huge hit and i do think it was a hit for not just guys but also ladies everybody Mm -hmm. wanted to see this movie but there is a level of hey girls here's a bad boys for you now it's our turn like now it's our turn you go we go you go we go you go we go right Right. so like a guy's going to want to see this movie, too, because of Margot Robbie, and it's going to be a fun action movie. Mm-hmm. So it's it's that thing where the girl went to see Bad Boys with the husband, and now the husband's going to see Harley Quinn with the wife, right? And everyone wins. And everybody wins. And it's and I think that is these are the kind of movies that are going to succeed at the box office. Yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, I never like to go. I mean, I would say it's definitely to go higher than 49. So you don't think 60? I think high 50s. I don't want to call 60. I think this is going to be a movie that when we start seeing the numbers coming Friday, it's going to be huge. And then Saturday, the updates are going to be like, guys, we didn't even realize how huge this was. Do you think it could? Now, this is just being crazy. Could it hit 70? I mean, could it be Deadpool level? Could it hit like 140? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, could it reach 100? Um, like that far. Joker didn't, right? Opening weekend oh, of that's Joker. Right. Joker went 90. Joker something. went 90. Something. So, I mean, this obviously looks more fun than Joker. Joker is 
the biggest comic book character there is pretty much harley quinn's a a strong ip oh no i don't doubt that but i'm saying the ceiling of harley quinn is still probably lower than joker so let's do this okay so you think 60 i think 60 i think definitely over 60 do you think 70 man the i feel like this ends up around 66 67 okay so but i'm not gonna be shocked I'm not going to be shocked if it ends up hitting 70. I, I I think that... 80 would blow your mind. 80 would blow my mind. Okay. Yeah. All right. 80 blows my mind. 70, I'm not shocked. 60 is where I think it's going to be. 50 is fine. Anything below that is a big disappointment, but I think it's definitely going to I I go doubt it's going to go under 50. I yeah. really do. I really yeah. do. She has so much... Margot Robbie has so much goodwill right now. Yes. She's getting Oscar nominations for movies that people don't like. She's in movies that make a hundred million dollars with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like everything she's been doing clicks on some level. I think this is also the perfect timing for this movie for her. Uh-huh. Like you said, she's in the Zeitgeist. She had she has a nomination for Bombshell, so she's gonna be she's been around in in dresses. She also was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which was a huge beloved movie, huge hit. And now she has her popcorn movie. So she is in the Zeitgeist. And people are like, she is going to be able to carry a movie. I trust her now. Yes. And I think she's not going to let us down. Yeah. No, this is going to be huge. We haven't had a comic book. Yeah, I mean, I know it's probably been like two months. But has there not been a big comic book movie since Joker? Mm, not that I can think of. I mean, right, because there's been no Marvel movies and there's been no DC movies since Joker. So... You know, you've had a couple of... You, I mean, Joker came out the first week of October, so it's been a while since a new comic book movie opened, so that fan base is is hungry for anything. Oh, yeah. They're, they're starving. Ch- they're chomping at the bit. Yeah. They, they'd they go see, uh, uh, you know, uh, a Blank Man movie if it came out next weekend, just for it to be a comic book movie. Was Blank wow. Man a comic book movie? He, I mean, well, it's not based on the comic book. It's okay. just a superhero movie. Um, all right, so do we want to do our top fives real fast and then we'll Let's get into it. the battle boys so number one birds of prey obviously it's gonna be number one number two is gonna be um bad boys for life number three is gonna be 1917 number four what was the difference between what did Doolittle make last weekend Doolittle made 8.2 and then uh, number four was Gretel. Gretel and Hansel. And then Jumanji. Uh, what did it, Jumanji make? Six. It, they're all so close. They're all so close. So I'm going to go number three, 1917. I'm going to go Jumanji moves up and gets to number four and do little number five. Wow. Okay. Okay. So. Obviously, birds and then bad. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm gonna say uh, 1917 it has to be, yeah. Especially with the buzz of it being the f- the front runner, yeah. People are gonna see it this week. Yes, people are gonna last minute. We got to see this before. Um, geez, it's hard not to go Jumanji. I mean, I feel like Gretel and Hansel is definitely falling out of the top five. I'll do Doolittle. I'll do Doolittle Jumanji. Okay. 
That's to me. Is that really? There's no way Gretel stays. No, in the top I, I, five. I, I don't believe so. I, I don't believe. So. I mean, we we under. We, I mean, I think anybody who saw that movie is going to see that movie. Saw it this weekend. Um. Yeah, and we did say that we we when Little Women makes more money in a weekend than Star Wars, we will, and it's probably going to happen next weekend right and that's gonna be great because it's gonna go over a hundred so we'll be able to divvy up those hundreds yes uh, divvy up the hundred and say who deserves what mm-hmm. and pop bottles we got a pop bottles yeah that that's definitely gonna get get a champagne yeah uh, a pop. if the bad boys got the bottles the little women get the bottles. The little women get the bottles so now we're gonna switch gears okay we're gonna talk about the oscars and now what we're gonna talk about is how do you win your when your Oscar ballot, how do Money. you win your pool? Yeah, we uh, we have a big party every year, and we have weighted categories. Some people don't weight the categories, and by that I mean you get more points for lead actor than you do cinematographer. But still, you want to get as many as possible, right? So the way we're looking and if at you're, this, and honestly, if you're running a Oscar pool, you got to weight the ballot. Come yeah, on. you got to wait the ballots, but if you don't wait the ballots, we're still going to give you what you need yes. to make your decisions, okay? So we have paper ballots in front of us. We have the official ABC Home of the Oscars 2020 ballots in front of us, and I have Gold Derby in front of me. Now, Gold Derby for people who don't know, if you're just a BO, want to be a boy, want to be a girl, want to be OP, you might be more about box office than you are about Oscars. But Gold Derby is like what Box Office Mojo used to be for Box Office. Okay, it's gotcha. the place to go when you want to see what people. Think it's the information is going to yeah, yeah is going to win big awards. Yeah, and right now the Oscars are the biggest, right? So we're going to go through these categories and we're going to say who we think is going to win, who's the best money, right? And then also possible big swings, possible things that you can put on your ballot. So that you win over somebody else because, I mean, by that, taking a risk. That's the thing is you got to – there's got to be a place where you separate yourself because you don't want a 10-way tie no. for the money. Because I don't know how much money is in your pool, but you split it 10 ways. It's not really going to be that much. So you've got to have a category or, or so where you take a little bit of a swing and if it pays off, you're going to win. Yes. So we're going to go uh, – Actually, let's go by what Gold Derby has. Okay. Because lead me through it. Would you? Do you want to start with the? We'll start with the biggest ones. Let's start with the big ones. So we're gonna start here with Best Picture. Okay. Okay. So the thing about Best Picture is, right now for Gold Derby, I'm gonna give you the top three of what they think, and this is everybody. This isn't just the experts. This is everybody. This is what I look at every year. So 1917 is the top choice. Okay. Right under that is Parasite. One right under that is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So would you say, Clayton, those are the only three movies that have any chance of winning Best Picture? Yes, and I would say that if I'm if, if it's between two, it is 1917 and Parasite. But I do not believe Parasite has that big of a chance. I think we are dealing again this year right. with people wanting to fool themselves into believing that some that the Academy will be forward-thinking enough to vote for a foreign film. Now, this year actually has a great, fun, perfectly made movie 
that is a foreign film, which is Parasite, unlike Roma, which was a long, boring drudge of a movie. About a turd. About about dog turds. Yeah. That was looked at as the lead going, the, the front runner going into. It did. So, I mean, that is the reason why I'm always a little leery about trusting these experts because Roma was the heavy, heavy favorite last year. Like, it was a shock when Roma didn't win Best Picture. Mm-hmm. So, I... I think so. You're going to say 1917. You got to vote. I'm going to say that that is the safe money, and the reason I'm saying is that is that is because the Oscars never pick a great movie to win. In the last ten years, no great movie has won Best Picture, and so they are going to pick a movie. Though I feel like there's been some years where the better movie has won, even if it just turned out that year didn't have a great great movie, because it's like. We have had years where they went, uh, and I know you didn't like Birdman, but like Birdman was probably the critical movie fan pick of that year, and it won. Spotlight was probably the critical movie fan pick of the nominees the year it won. So I think Parasite has a chance. Obviously, the Oscars usually pick Something relatively shitty is best picture. It's either Green Book or The Artist. Well, I I think you have to look at this as two a two category thing. There's best picture and there's best director. And I feel like when we were kids, we were brought up on whatever wins best picture wins best director. It's every year they're synced up. But that's before the preferential ballot. That's right. before the ballot for best picture was different than the straight up voting for director and lead actor and all those things. Right. So now since then there's been splits. There's been a lot of, the splits has become the norm. So I guess we have to look at this as a as a, a a whole, a cohesive whole. Do you think best picture and best director are both 1917? And if you think they're not, which do you think has the better chance of Parasite winning instead? So if we're talking about if it's going to split, yeah, my guess would be that 1917 is going to win Best Picture and Parasite will win Best Director. That's what I think, too. And Because I believe that they, giving 1917 will say, overall, this was the movie that was the most cinematic. And this is what they're going to think. This yeah. is what I believe. Right. It's a, it's a whole cinematic thing that dealt with uh, a bunch of other technical aspects that all excelled and Mendez was just the ringleader not the visionary mm-hmm. I think when you look at Parasite it had a visionary behind it and that's why he will he would win best director uh, instead of Parasite winning best picture I think so too I think that is to me I think that's the likely thing because I think there's going to be a few things going on here which is the the uh, the Oscar voter might look at this and think, do we want to give Sam Mendes a second best director Oscar? I don't think that really matters as much as you think. I think that matters. I think that that is going to be a big thought because that is that is rarefied air. You're putting them in a, a category where that's where Spielberg is. 
Spielberg's got two best director wins. Is Sam Mendes going to join that club? Especially when his movie that he previously won for is a movie that I think, and, and maybe that's more on film Twitter than it is amongst the Academy. People have turned their corner on it American is. Beauty. We, 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 so we're not talking. Let's not talk about Twitter here. No, 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 Twitter's no, not the real world. No, no. But I think I think within the Academy there is going to be some resistance to giving Sam Mendes a second Best Director Oscar. I think that's going to be a, a real factor. And you could give the movie best best picture without having to do that. Yeah. And you could give Parasite foreign film and best director. The foreign film thing is the thing keeping Parasite from being, I think, the front runner. Because they can, they can always just it, – it already won for a best picture. Right. And that was – that's happened – you know, that happened with Roma – is that that is looked at as enough. And Roma did win Best Director and not Best Picture. I think we're—I I would predict this is a place where— because it, I think the acting will go through is pretty much chalk. Yes. I think if you're going to win or lose, it's probably going to come down to— Best Picture you, Director. Best, best Picture Director. And I think the way I would go is 1917 Director, Parasite— I, I'm sorry, 1917 wins Best Picture— and Parasite wins Best Director. Now remember, Pat, we're fucking with people's money here. I I know. All right, we're fucking with people's money. So when you're saying your money pick, money pick is I think Parasite wins Director. I think he. We're is... talking about Best Picture right now. Okay. 1917. 1917 Best Picture. Best Picture. I okay. think that's the prediction you have to make. Okay. Yeah. Good. So we're we're we we agree on that. Yeah. The the thing, if you do want to take a swing in Best Picture, it is Parasite. There is. Do you think there's any chance Joker? I mean, realistically. Joker's such a huge fuck you, and that is our horse. Yeah. But we're thinking about our money. Is Joker actually a possibility? Well, the thing, the thing, of course, always about Oscar uh, balloting is, and I guess there's run-up awards where different Academy members are in different guilds, but there's really no way to tell Honestly, where things are actually running, in but Joker terms of has vote. not won any of the awards going right. going through. It's not won any big awards for its as a movie. You know, like it, it didn't win a Golden Globe. It, it's probably not going to win a BAFTA. It's it's right. you know it's one of those things. So we are doing this before the BAFTAs as well too. So that is yeah. uh, maybe a hindrance. so does Joker have any chance of winning Best Picture? I mean, I no. hope so. I would love to see Joker win. It would be nuts. And I don't think once. And upon I don't a time, even like that movie. I don't think Once Upon a Time has a chance either. That's so crazy. That's just shocking. That Once Upon a Time, um, which I would say, up until 1917 opened, it was the front runner. Was the front runner? People were saying at the beginning of the race it was Irishman, Irishman versus Once Upon, and now Irishman has no chance. And Irishman will probably not win a Oscar, but we'll go through that. Yeah. Okay, so next we're going to do director, which you've already said. You think that this is going to go to Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho, yeah. Bong Joon-ho. I, I think this is, yeah, I think he wins this. I think it's I think it's the same formula we had last year. I think the, the foreign movie that is more of the cinema fave wins director, and then they give best picture to like the very – easy stately traditional movie so the like i said the the top two 
right now, Sam Mendes and Vong. And that's the thing is like if you want to go with the split or if you want to go with, you know, director and film, it's 1917. I'm going with 1917 because I'm trying to jinx it. Okay. I'm I I dislike 1917 so much that I will sacrifice my pool chances to make sure that he, he at least loses one of these. Things. Okay. Because if I get both, then I win. I feel like I will win and the you pool can't imagine if I yourself get both. winning. Yeah. And I can't imagine myself winning. So I've come so close a bunch of times. In this category, you would say Tarantino has zero chance. He has zero chance. It would be such a shock. That's it's so fascinating that uh that the tide has turned so much when this seemed like such a lock a couple of months ago. And he might not even win for screenplay. He might not even win for original screenplay. Do we go to that next? No. We're going best actress. Okay. This is Renée Zellweger. And I know you think you in some world you think Scarlett Johansson's going to win this. There is a listen. She's number two right now. Again, again. The experts last year had Glenn Close as a total lock, and she didn't win. Renee Zellweger has won every single so did Glenn Close award before this. So did Glenn Close. I don't think Scarlett Johansson is. I, I mean, you can do whatever you want. But of all of the acting awards, in your mind, this is the most up for grabs. Okay, this is the this is I think the only acting award that there is any chance that the chalk favorite doesn't win. Would you say that of the four acting awards, is there say one of these categories has to be not the favorite? Which of the four do you think it is? I think it's best supporting actress. Real, okay. I really do. I so, really so do. So, best actors, you think Zellweger's a one hundred percent lock? I, I don't. I'm never going to say anything's one hundred percent, but I am going to say that Renee is the smart choice to make if you want to go off and go rogue and make this your swing. Then go with Scarlet. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I will not end up picking uh, anyone other than Zellweger on here for my actual ballot. Yeah, is there is there anyone who has a shot besides Scarlett Johansson? No. Charlize, no. Shersha, no. Cynthia Revo, yeah. no. Yeah. They've somehow said Shersha Ronan, not yet. You've been nominated five times or something, three or what? She's, this is her fourth nomination. Fourth nomination. She's 25 years old, and they're saying no. There's so many people that are just so mad that she's 25. And as talented as she is. Yeah. So we're saying smart money, Renee. Yes. If you want to go nuts, go for Scarlet. Yeah. Best actor, I think Joaquin has this in the bag. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, Adam Driver. Is Driver has, running second right now? Yeah, but so far behind. He has no momentum right now. Yeah. And then nobody else has a chance. So uh, this is the one that I think, I think the men are slam doinks. Mm-hmm. I think we're talking Joaquin, and we're going to be talking about Brad in a second. But Best Supporting Actress, we've got Laura Dern, heavy favorite. This is where I think ScarJo could make a move. Really? Because they see that she's nominated for both Best Supporting and Best Actress, and they think, well, Zellweger, we love her for whatever reason. Well, we've got to give it to her for that. That's but why. But we can give 
we can give Scarlett this for JoJo because we like JoJo. No, I think that there is no chance, no chance Laura Dern doesn't win this. I think she is, I think Brad is the lockiest lock of the four actors. I think Laura Dern is next. She is Hollywood royalty. She has killed it with the speeches. There is, there is nothing against her in this. I, I think that the place where best actress is the situation where possibly it's that where they look, ScarJo's got two nominations. She must be having a great year. Let's give her one of these. I think best actress is where that might happen. I don't think it's supporting because I think Laura Dern is more popular within the community than Renee Zellweger is. <laughs> and Dern hasn't won before. Zellweger is, again, I think I know you poo-poo it, but it's a big step to give someone a second Oscar. This would be Zellweger's second Oscar. You know, there's a chance that Academy voters might think, Renee Zellweger is going to get a second Oscar? I think she's still a young person in their mind. No, I know, but she's not a... She, she's not some... Uh, it's not Meryl Streep or someone who's got... So many nominations is regarded as such a big force. Like it's not to belittle her, but it's Renee Zellweger. Now yeah. she's going to get a second Oscar. I could see there being some hesitation. Okay, well, well, but so, we're still saying she's she's the one to bet on. I I still say she's the one to bet on. All I'm saying is of the four acting nominations, Best Actress is the only one that I think has any shot of not being the favorite. Okay. But we're on Best Supporting Actress right now. Best Supporting Actress right now, Laura Dern, is the smart money. If you want to go nuts, you got to go for Scarlet. But the chances are very, very slim. What about Florence Pugh if there's an upset? Mm, uh, She is an ingenue. And Supporting Actress is an ingenue category. It's the Marissa Tomei, Mira Servino category. That would be a total shock. I would say if you go for that, you are going for broke. Mm-hmm. You really just wanna you wanna beat the world and say that you were smart before anybody else thought of this because she is now she's in fourth right now. Well well that's the category where, you know, there's Oscar pools, but then if you're just straight up betting the odds at Vegas oh, and you're oh. getting good odds. I'd put some money on Florence, maybe, yeah. Yes. See, I, I think that's where you can make some money is put a couple of hundred bucks on Florence Pugh, and if that pays out, you're going to be doing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, uh, it'd be crazy th- for her to win before Shersha does, but I, it's it's a crazy bet, and I would say, why not? Right. Why not? Put 500 bucks on Florence Pugh. But you got the, it. But the smart money in your Oscar pool is Laura Dern. Yes, definitely. Best supporting Brad. I this would be a catastrophe if anybody else. And this is with Joe Pesci, Al Pacino, Tom Hanks, and Anthony Hopkins. I still think that this is the surest slam doink there is. This is the lockiest of all locks. Yeah, I agree. He's, is Pesci it, is Pesci second? Pe, it's so far behind in second that it's not even second. Right. I think this is everybody in the community is saying, Brad, this is your anointed. This is the part that you were born to play. You're anointed now. This is Leo. This is destiny. Mm-hmm. This is like, you know, Leo a couple years ago with Revenant. Right. This is destiny. Brad will win this. Right. So do not go 
don't stray off of the the straight and narrow for this category mm-hmm. unless you really want to lose. Mm-hmm. Best adapted screenplay. Now this is a huge one because there. What is are a, the five nominees? Just the movies. Little Women, Jojo Rabbit, Irishman, Joker, Two Popes. Okay. The ones that matter right now are Little Women and Jojo Rabbit because right before we started recording, Taika Waititi won for Best uh, Adapted Screenplay at the WGAs, Mm -hmm. which was something that we thought Greta Gerwig had in the bag. Mm -hmm. And that's what Gold Derby thinks, too. So this is an interesting race now because Jojo's probably not going to win anything else. Do they give him this award? Is this the JoJo making up for not winning anything else award? Mm, but that thing is, if it doesn't win here, that means a little women doesn't get anything else. And I, I don't think. First of all, I think, obviously, you know, Little Women, I think is going to be well regarded as one that deserves it by voters. But I think there's also the, the statement issue of it. It's it's a bad look if after all the controversy over Greta Gerwig not getting a Best Director nomination, if she doesn't win here. But see, the Academy doesn't care about looking bad. They love to look bad. Yeah. That's why Green Book won. Yeah. They love it. They want to say, don't tell me to vote for this if I don't want to. Don't tell me to go see this movie if I don't want to see this movie. It's interesting, too, because the other thing that I would say Greta has in her favor is she's a celebrity. She's a movie actress who's nominated in writing, but that's but Taika it, that's is her. also a, a he's to some degree a, a movie actor as well. I would say that's a negative. No, I would given. say it's a negative because look at somebody like Bradley Cooper who didn't get a directing nomination because he's an actor, and they didn't want to give it to him. But you're thinking they've of, done that. They did that to Barbara Streisand back in the day for Prince sure, of Tides. Sure, but once it gets to the point where you're voting for a winner, you're like, who do I? There's some degree of who do I want to see on stage, you know? So I think, but that's the thing is Taika Waititi is in sort of the same boat where you know he's going to be entertaining, you know he's a performer. So Greta doesn't have that immediate advantage of just people looking at the ball and say, oh, I want to see her get on stage. I mean, I... I think she's the favorite. I think she she's She is the, the favorite, yeah. but I'm saying that this just got interesting. This was something that I would have said yesterday. Little Women, let's not even think about it. Right. But Little Women is the smart money. But again, if you want to make... If, you, if it's... If it's I want to change something on this ballot that some people won't have to try to win. JoJo is the play. Yeah. Nothing else has a chance. Yeah, nothing else has a chance. Well, you don't think Joker has a chance? No, Joker does not have a chance. Hmm. Okay. I think Joker has a chance. You're just in the bag for your boy from way back, Todd Phillips. He's not my boy from way back. But I think boy from way back. I think there's a chance. There's a chance but where see, here's what I'm trying to do with this. Yes, I want people to win money. I and know I don't we're want... talking here. You're getting so angry because about just talking about possibilities because because I don't want to confuse our listeners to the, give them too many choices. They're not. Do you understand what too many choices does to the human brain? The, you're it don't belittle our listeners. Don't belittle them. They can stasis. handle choices. It they can handle different modes of thinking. 
it creates stasis. If all of a sudden you're like, well, but what about the two popes? They're going to be no, like, I didn't even know about the two popes. I'm not saying there's two popes. I'm just saying Joker has a chance. Joker That's... has a chance. Listeners, you know what to do with that. All right. I know Clayton thinks a little of you, but Joker I'm has just a saying Joker has a chance. This is about giving people the best option. Yes. So they don't have to. The best option is a little women and. The only thing that really has a chance to upset is is Jojo Rabbit, but also Joker has a chance. But what about Irishman? No, Irishman doesn't have a chance. Oh, it doesn't? No, but Joker has a chance. Todd Phillips agree. has a chance. Don't agree. You're friends. It's because he's friends with you. are friends with Best original screenplay. Now, this is interesting because Parasite won the WGA. But? Quentin Tarantino is not in the guild. So he was not eligible. Right now they have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as the favorite. Mm-hmm. Parasite second. Marriage Story is third. And is it a distant third in the odds? It is a very distant third. Interesting. And then Knives Out and then 1917. Okay. If 1917 wins this, that is crazy. That It will sweep everything then. Yes. Like if this is something, if 1917 wins this award, then it is a night where 1917 will win Seven to nine Oscars. Yes. But I don't see that happening. What I do see happening is this is where I'm going to go against Gold Derby's favorite, and I'm going to pick Parasite on this. Okay. Because for whatever reason, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has lost all its momentum. And Quentin looked like the guy who was going to walk away with best director, possibly a best picture, and a best screenplay. And I think the only chance he has to win anything is screenplay, and I think they're going to go Parasite. See, I go Quentin on this. I think your the the Once Upon a Time has no momentum story is a little overplayed in that it won Best Picture of the Globes. It is not eligible for WGA, so it didn't not win that. It just it didn't exist for that movie. Brad Pitt is winning all the awards for this movie. So but, there is, I know it's because it's Brad Pitt, but there is love for this movie for sure. It's 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 got the lockiest actor award there is. And I think if Tarantino has no shot at picture or director, they're going to spread the wealth here. And again, I'm voting in a sense where I think Parasite's going to win director, so I think because of that, it's not going to win this award. I I'd, think they're going to look at it as like, Parasite is definitely winning foreign, and it might win director. So you're not going to give this movie everything. He doesn't have to win three different Oscars that night. I, I don't give as much credence to the spread the wealth thought as a lot of people do. Because being a SAG voter, I don't spread the wealth. I vote for what I want. Right, but you're not in a position to vote for the same movie in a million different categories. So it's not that's not an apples-to-apples comparison. But what I'm saying is that I think the spread the wealth thing is overstated. I mean, the, the Oscars gives you that opportunity. You're voting for these same four or five movies like in 12 different categories. But as we've said, even though they have changed a lot of the people in the Academy— there are still mostly 75-year-old hairdressers who are in the Academy, and they're voting just what they liked or saw. Sure, and if that's the case, then Tarantino is a lot because he's someone who 
is beloved by that sect. He's won two Oscars already. He is, in some ways, this is his category. You know, like you might, if he wins again, you might as well name original screenplay the Quentin Tarantino Memorial Award. I think, I think he's definitely going to win here. Okay. Okay. I'm saying that this could be a place where you could get an upset. Yeah. I don't see it. I mean, Parasite won the WGA, and I know he, he wasn't. He wasn't nominated. I, but it doesn't still, matter. I, I do think that this is closer than you're giving it. So this is a decision for our listeners. Yeah. But go with one of these two, because Marriage Story, that would be a great surprise, but it ain't going to happen. Best Cinematography, this is 1917, hands down. Roger yeah, Deakins, it's going to win. This is, this is a lock. maybe the lockiest lock there is. Costume Design, Little Women. I think this is... A lock as well. They love these. Uh, they love these uh, his- historical things. They mm-hmm. love the. Uh... So the other big nominees here. One of them is Jojo Rabbit. So that would be voting for Nazi outfits. Absolutely. Like, that is the only costume really in this movie. Mm-hmm. Are are different Nazi outfits? Yes. So, uh, yeah, if you like the like, most uh, unique costume in Jojo Rabbit is Sam Rockwell's Nazi, like, like, like uh, outlandish. Yeah. yeah. His glam Nazi outfit at the end. Yeah. Like the designer would come out wearing that possibly. Yeah. I mean, I think that is going to be interesting when they show like the sketches. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You when they do that. Right. They do that thing where they show. Uh, they show the outfits being drawn, so it would be drawing a swastika. Absolutely, yeah. So that has no chance, obviously. No, that has no chance. <laughs> that cannot win. Um, Sometimes costume design, they do go uh, off the off the beaten path and don't do the, the big dresses and stuff. So Once Upon a Time could, because it was so well, all those costumes were so of the time. That's what I think could win here. I think now when you start getting to these below-the-line categories, sometimes they just vote for the movie that they think should win something. But that's usually always a period drama. Yeah. So Little Woman, I think, is a smart bet here. Yeah, and I think Once Upon a Time could win. Film editing. Right now they have Ford v. Ferrari as the favorite. Uh, and right behind that is Parasite. Now this is I don't interesting. Think, I don't think Ford v Ferrari is going to win because I feel like this is a Parasite win because they want to give editing to a movie that has a possibility of winning Best Picture. Well, I mean, last year they gave it to uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, which but ended that was up because no he shot. stitched together a movie between two directors, and he became the story of. Wow, look at how well he made a movie from stuff that was falling apart. If it's not Parasite, do you think this is a category where, and I guess Joker is winning Best Actor, does Joker possibly get a technical award here, or does Jojo Rabbit, in the sense of Jojo Rabbit, might not get anything else? It can't win costume for the Nazis. Editing has always been, in people's mind, if you have an editing... see. One of the things that people are saying makes 1917 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Week as Best Picture nominees is that it doesn't have they don't have editing nominations. Now, the difference with 1917 is Birdman, which was another movie that was so-called one shot, uh, did not have an editing uh, nomination because the assumption is it was one shot. So nobody edited anything, which is a dumb way to think. 
and I guess if you're in the industry, that does not that that doesn't uh, preclude them from being idiots. Right, right. That's why 1917 didn't because they're like, oh, it was just one shot, so there's no editing. I think they want to give this to something like Parasite, as opposed to Ford v Ferrari. Yeah, I don't think Ford v Ferrari because people win. always want to say that number one is the most edited movie, but that's not always the case. Right. So I would go Parasite on this, but Ford v Ferrari it could win, but it be if that's the only win it gets, that's kind of weird, because mm-hmm. they were saying Vice last year that Vice was going to win because that was the most editing. it was the most editing, and that's what Ford v Ferrari is, and I don't think that that's going to happen. All right, so Parasite could win here. Best makeup and hairstyling. This is bombshell. This is a lock. Because it's against Joker, Judy, Maleficent, 1917. Well, they made such a big deal about how they transformed these characters into right. the Fox News characters. And this has won makeup awards. Okay. This, All right. So, are, bombshell, let's move on. Bombshells are going to win makeup. Production design is where people might go once upon a time in Hollywood because of how accurate it was. Mm-hmm. And that's the favorite. But I think 1917 has a chance to win this. Well, this is one of those early indicators where if in the first hour or two, 1917 wins this. We know it's going to be a long night for 1917 haters. Yeah. So this is up in the air. I, I think Once Upon, though, is going to win production design. That would be nice. Um, Best score, Joker. Yes, that's the that score Joker is going to win. Well, you don't think Randy Newman has a shot for Marriage Story? <laughs> I don't think so, no. No. He's the celebrity. in. The, well, he, John it, Williams is the celebrity in this category. That does not matter. Joker won the, the – Joker won the um, – It won the Globe. The Globe. She's a woman. People want to vote for her. They, they'll give Joker something. People talk about – I mean, all he does is dance in that movie anyway, mm-hmm, so the score mm-hmm. is very important. 1917 has an outside, outside chance, but I do think Joker – this is a lock mm-hmm. in my estimation. Best song, again, I'm Gonna Love Me Again by Rocket Man yes. – uh, uh, for Rocket Man. It's you get a celebrity John. go up. Yeah. Every, stand Up from Harriet, Into the Unknown, Frozen – I can't let you throw yourself away, Toy Story 4. I'm standing with you from Breakthrough. Yeah, it's Rocket Man. It's, does, it's the Rocket Does, match. as a uh, prop bet, does Taron Edgerton go up with them to accept the award? I think he does because I think he they're going to feel bad. Yeah, he's yeah. such a pain in the ass. He wants the glory. He wants to be on the Oscar stage. Right. I think Alton lets him get on the jet, sit in the back. Right. He's sitting in the Don't shitty look at seats. Me. Yeah, he's sitting. He's sitting in the shitty sheets. The seats right by the fucking uh, outhouse right. in the back of the airplane. Right. Um. And he comes up and he doesn't say a thing. So, best sound editing. This is sound editing and sound mixing. Usually they can split, but right now people are saying that 1917 are going to get both of these. The only thing that has a chance to spoil this is Ford v Ferrari for both. Okay. Now, this could split. It could be sound editing Ford v. Ferrari and sound mixing 1917. I'm going to go. I think the safe way to go is just vote the same on both. So at the least. You get one. You get one. So 1917 on both, I think, is the way to go. And I think because I think Ford, again, like, yes, it's great that the Vroom Vroom sounds were really good. Mm -hmm. And people were talking about how good this sound was but i think 1917 is looking like it's going to win a lot of technical awards and i can't see this being any different yeah 
Visual effects. This is an interesting one because this often goes to like a real blockbustery type movie. But sometimes it doesn't, like Ex Machina a few years ago. Mm-hmm. That was the big surprise. Um, so right now the nominees are Avengers, Irishman, Lion King, 1917, Rise of Skywalker. Avengers is leading right now. Yeah, I think Avengers are going to win. I don't think so. I, I think mean, I think the, the Marvel has gotten no love. Marvel does not get love in these categories. And there's no I mean the thing going against this is also this is the same special effects that have been in every other Marvel movie. It's not like when Jurassic Park won visual effects because it was it was groundbreaking. Groundbreaking brand new thing we haven't seen, you know, Thanos did the same stuff in this movie that he did before. Mhm. I mean, the question is, do people in Hollywood say, listen, this movie made $2 billion. Let's give it Again, something. Again, I don't think they ever do that. I don't think they ever do that. Which so then, is against so our, then do you just think it's 1917? Because- I think 1917 has a really good chance to win here. I mean, an Irishman be, would be a crazy wild card because of that de-aging, which has been joked about. Right. Uh, though, though, you could have the voter who's like the 90-year-old voter saying... No, de-aging is great. I wish that could happen to me. Yes. And also, that's a vote for Scorsese. Yeah. That's that's them saying, yes, we want this and not the amusement park ride. That's true. This is Scorsese versus Marvel. This is the dig-in green book vote of this year. This is their chance to say no to theme parks yes to cinema and it's saying and it's the one chance really that the irishman has to not go home empty-handed this is the one category it might win yes i mean i think that is like if you want to go crazy and sometimes people want to go nuts they should go for irishman in this category but i think the safe bet the safe bet is it's got to be endgame it's endgame but 1917 i think is going to take it so this is t- this is up to 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 the the listener for their decision. Oh, I thought you didn't like all these options. Oh shut up! Oh, yeah. shut. Best animated feature. Uh, it's where is animated? This is feature? Toy Story Four: Missing Link, Claws, I Lost My Body, and How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World. Toy Story. Nope. No. Because Claws. Claws won the Annie. Huh. And Missing Link. Won the well, the globe, but the globe that's that's crazy. I'd go missing link here. I'm going Toy Story. It's I'd say be. missing link. I think you just bet Pixar every year, and but th- that's not always the case. They don't like to always give it to, and I think Toy Story 4 is a creatively bankrupt endeavor that people people don't look at it that way. Everyone loved this movie, it was a blockbuster. I'm it, going missing link on this one, Toy Story. For sure. Best documentary feature, American Factory. Biggest lock on the show. Because Obama. Yep. Obama shows up. There's no way they're not giving an Oscar to Obama. Yeah. There's no way. Honeyland is a loved movie. It's a documentary people love. Why are we talking about other documentaries? It's the Obama movie. That's the only thing that could spoil it. But if Obama is not on that stage, I'd be so surprised. So American Factory, book it. Does Obama go up in Joker makeup? Does he get introduced as Joker? That's the cold open. 
Obama as Joker. That's big. He's back there. You you don't see his face. You think, oh, it's Obama. You see, like on the on the room, it says Obama, mm-hmm. and it's got the star on it because right. it's his dressing room. And then De Niro comes in mm-hmm. with Mark Maron, and Obama, and they're like, Mr. President. People freak out. Right. He turns around. He's in the Joker makeup, and he says, "Can, can you, you do me a favor? Can you do me a favor? When you bring me out." Could you bring me out as Joker? And then the 80, what is it? The 90th anniversary, whatever. What is it? The Oscars? The 91st Annual Academy, Academy Award starring Obama as Joker. Yeah. Is it the 91st? I don't know what it is. Anyway, Obama as Joker. I could see that being the cold open. Best international film. This is a slam doink of all slam doinks. Parasite. Yeah. Don't even have to talk about any of them. Now, we're getting at the end. They, we have animated short, documentary short. What are the favorites? I don't know any short. of these. Animated short favorite is Hair Love. Okay. Best documentary short favorite is Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone. Best live action short is Brotherhood. These are always whatever. Who knows? Who knows? What I would say is go by this if you don't care, right? Don't go see these. That's the biggest mistake you can make is because to watch these. Don't watch these because you will like something that's not going to win. Yes. I will guarantee you your favorite will not win. We used to make that mistake all the time. We used to always watch all of the short films and then vote based on having watched them, and we would never get it right. Yes. What you have to look at with these is it, is there something about, like, these are the social issue movies. If there's a social issue that is hot at the moment, you should vote for that movie to win. Mm-hmm. Because this is where Hollywood makes their statements because the stakes are so low. Right. And they can give a movie that might not be good but has the right message an Oscar and feel good about themselves. But they're not going to give Parasite Best Picture because that would be, like, too progressive. Right. So this is where you're going to see the progressive things. And the most progressive movie is going to win usually in these. Mm-hmm. So I would say look into that. Mm-hmm. These are the least important categories. And the Oscars that they win should be smaller than the normal Oscar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe. Mm-hmm. But don't watch. The main thing is don't watch. Watch them attached. afterwards because maybe they'll be good. Maybe they'll be not. But don't watch, watch the them one after. that wins after. That's yeah. That's a good idea. Or not. Don't worry about it. You don't have to watch any of these. So what do you think? Do you think we are going to make people millions of dollars? No, 100% not, because there's no Oscar pools out there in the world that have that much money on the line. I don't know. I think the cumulative of, of people who watch this, or I mean listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. if they give us just $5 from their winnings. Mm-hmm. If you listen to this and you win any amount of money on the Oscars, you kind of owe us some money. Take that money to our Patreon, mm-hmm. B.O. Boys Patreon. We have a Patreon. We have a patron. We want more. We've we've added another tier. We've and she's added, great. She's great. We love her. Or, or, but, or we love they. Yeah. We love them. Yeah. What I would say is if we've helped you— if you do win, just give, throw a couple uh, shekels in the old uh, jar there on Patreon. Yeah. We've added an- another tier. We have the $10,000 tier. What do you get for that? You get to be an exec producer on our Ryan Johnson 
Star Wars can suck it ad that we were going to op- put a, in Variety. Yes. So it That's is, a huge opportunity for someone out there. Yes, because we want to have a full page ad that we buy for Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know anything about it. But it will be a big suck it to Star Wars because of the success of Knives Out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that people would be really excited to be a part of. So for $10,000 a month, that is a tier that you can join and you will be an exec producer on this ad. So your name will be on this ad at the bottom in probably, mm, we're still working it out, 10 to 12 font. It all depends on just how many exec producers there are. Absolutely. If there's only one or two, then there's going to be big, big font. If there's more than that, sorry, the font gets smaller. Right. Um, Which is fair. You got to understand that. Absolutely. So, but Patreon, we also have other stuff we want rolling uh, by Limp Biscuit as our theme. We need to pay for an IMDb Pro uh, account. Podbean, got to pay the bean. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's and it. And just man. spending cash, too. So, by the time we talk to you next, the Oscars will be over. Yes. Can you believe that? That the Oscars are almost here? I mean, I can't wait, but also at the same time, I am not going to know what to do my do with myself once they're done. I know it is a big. It's a it's a postpartum. Thank God, situation. box office is year round. Oh, there's always, and you know what? We're going to have the Oscars to talk about. And we're going to have Birds of Prey to talk about. That's How just... high can the birds fly? And and I don't think the Oscars will affect the birds at all. The birds, big. The birds are going to fly on Friday and Saturday. No, night. you got Friday, Saturday. You got Sunday day. Yeah, you know, and hopefully, if people take that Monday off as they should mm-hmm. for their post Oscar hangover, uh, go see birds on Monday. Exactly. Though that doesn't Monday. count for the weekend, so that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but still. So when next episode, we're going to do a quick recap of how we our picks did at the Oscars. I don't think it's going to be that quick. And then Birds of Prey. Yes. That's big. We did it. Where can they find us? Pat? Well, you could email us at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Let us know if you want money and then give us that money on the Patreon. Absolutely. You must do that. All right. We did it. So until next time, we'll, we'll smell you at, at the, the box, box office. office. Yes. Nailed, nailed it. it. Nailed it. Nailed it.